Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 164. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, let's give it up for our sponsor today, Squarespace the go-to drag-and-drop site platform that lets you build a personal or business website that looks professional. Head over to squarespace.com slash onfire to start a free trial and use the offer code onfire for a 10% discount. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Mike O'Hagan. Mike, are you prepared to ignite? I certainly am. <laughs> All right, Mike. At the age of 18, Mike arrived in Australia with a few hundred dollars in his pocket and a pack on his back. Over the next eight years, he worked for 35 different employers. His business career started with buying and selling goods as a secondhand dealer. Four years later, the entrepreneur and Mike surfaced when he launched a short-distance furniture removal business. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Mike, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then share with us what you have going on in the business world. Okay, well, look, I, I think I got off to the wrong start a little bit. I, I started all these jobs working for all these bad employers and good employers, and in hindsight, of course, gave me all the skills I needed later in life. Uh, <laughs> then I, the first business I went into, I went into with the complete attitude that I just wanted to be my own boss. And, um, you know, if you go in with that attitude, that's exactly where you'll end up, working uh, 90 hours a week, working, earning the same amount of money as your staff are only working 40 hours a week. So I literally owned a job well and truly and realized that that was very much the wrong thing to do. And uh, I suppose by this stage, it was my mid-30s when I suddenly realized that what he wanted one out of life is a big house, a fast car, and a great lifestyle. And uh, that was the reason I was actually getting angry behind this, because in behind everything, that's really what I wanted and where I wasn't going. So uh, with the sole intention that I wanted to be rich, I wanted to earn an awful lot of money every week and not have to work, I uh, started Mini Movers and started Mini Movers at with that in mind. So the reason my mini movers grew so big so quickly was it was designed to do that. Uh, it was designed on the back of a burning desire to be rich. Wow. Well, I really look forward to delving more into that later, Mike. But before we do, we always start every Entrepreneur on Fire interview off with a success quote. Kind of gets that motivational ball rolling and gets our listeners really excited for this content that you're going to be sharing with us later today. So what do you have for us? Never, ever give up. And, uh, you know, I think a few of us got uh, hit between the eyes with the GFC. I certainly did. It sat me down for a couple of years, but I'm back up. Uh, in fact, I'm back up better than where I was pre-GFC. So never, ever give up persistence. Persistence will always get you there. A lot of people give up. I never do. I love that for so many reasons. And Mike, this is about you. You're our spotlighted guest today. So when's an example when you could have given up or you almost gave up and you didn't? I think the GFC that I just uh, mentioned, we uh, had a lot of red ink around the place. We had a lot of borrowings. We had a, a bank with a bit of an attitude. And uh, uh, through the, all of that, I put it all to one side, focused on my customer, focused on my marketing, uh, focused on my, my core business and uh, got it to fire properly, uh, got those overheads down, come up with some creative solutions to, to do things, better things cheaper. And... Uh, 
you know, you, you go through life and um, suddenly everything just changes because of some other influencing factor that you hadn't uh, thought was going to happen. That happened to a lot of us, and uh, I think that uh, was a very, very thoroughing, uh, sobering thought. Um, out of that, out of that, of course, now I've built seven other businesses because diversity uh, suddenly reamed that that was a good idea as well. Absolutely, Mike. The GFC, the global financial crisis, definitely hit every company that was out there. Those that were able to put their heads down and survive through it mostly came on the out on the other side smelling a little rosier. So congratulations to you for doing that. I definitely commend you for that. And it's a great transition to our next topic, which is failure, which are challenges and obstacles. Because Mike, as entrepreneurs, we fail on some levels every single day. And that's part of our journey. That's what defines us as entrepreneurs. But take us back to a time in your journey when you failed or when you came up against an obstacle that you really had to dig deep to overcome and really share with us how you overcame this obstacle. Not long after starting my moving business, I crossed swords with the union movement and uh, we ended up squaring off at a big court case. And at the time, it looked horrible. And But as I was getting into the court case, and they started running publicity against me. And the more publicity they rang, they ran against me, making me look pretty horrible, I must say. Uh, the fa- more the f- my phone rang and the more customers booked us. So it took very quickly, I discovered that what looks like a bad thing is actually a good thing. No, absolutely. Because sometimes any press can be good press. So continue on with that, Mike. Well, I got to the stage where I provoked more fight because the more fight I provoked, the more publicity I got. And as I got more publicity, I was getting more work. And at the end of the day, it was all about the work at the end, not not not, not all the other perceptions that were going around me. Everybody was ducking for cover saying, oh, this is terrible, this is bad and everything else. And I couldn't count the pennies as I were rolling through the door. So it, uh, it's interesting how often these things look like the one thing, but they're actually something else. So I love this failure that you share with us on a recent level, but I also love your story as an entrepreneur. I mean, just starting off by saying, you know, here's Mike. At age 18, he arrived in Australia with a few hundred dollars in his pocket and a pack on his back. Take us back there real quick. Transport us back there to the ground level about who Mike was then and share with us how you overcame being that 18-year-old with a few hundred dollars in his pocket to where you are now. At the age of 16, I had a major motorbike accident and put myself in hospital for quite a while. And that sort of uh, incident uh, made me realize there had to be more to the world than what was around me. And looking back, I was pretty naive and innocent, I suppose, a pretty little yokel, yokel or such. And um, I just one day decided I was going to go around the world. So I uh, literally uh, said bye to my family and put a pack on my back and went to Australia. It's amazing how when you've got no overheads and no uh, commitments, how nothing seems to be a worry to you. And um, during those few years hitchhiking around Australia, it was quite common for me to sleep on a beach and um, I thought nothing of it. It really wasn't a a, a bad issue, you know. And um, as I said before, I worked for some really bad bosses. I worked for some good bosses. I understood the difference. It influenced me on how to build a workplace today um, and and how to treat people. that they that basic that moving around Australia um, 
trying to bum up every job you can get, uh, no matter what it is, is such an amazing learning curve. Of course, my mindset from a business point of view uh, was wrong. Um, the education system had taught me or encouraged me and uh, programmed me to be a worker, think like a worker, be a worker, to get a job, security, get a job, security, and all that sort of stuff. And while you're in that mode, of course, it's very, very difficult to be an entrepreneur and to, to grow a business. To, to, to be an entrepreneur and grow a business, you've already, already got to see the possibilities and see outside the box. Took a few years, few years for that to evolve, I'm afraid. That definitely happens. Now, Mike, share with us an experience you had with what you would consider a bad boss and why they were a bad boss. And then conversely, share with us an experience you had with a good boss and why they were a good boss. I got fired for stealing. Um, that was the most amazing thing I'll ever remember. I, w- I was um, working in a bar as a barman, uh, had been there for about three or four weeks and one evening got called in and said there was, got informed that there were $50 missing out of the till every day since I started, I'm fired. So I said, okay, got up and he said, what have you got to say? I said, well, I haven't got a problem, you've got a problem. And he said, why is that? And I said, well, I didn't take the money and whoever did is still here, mate. And I just walked out the door. So, (laughs) 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 well, that was the truth. Yeah. (laughs) I don't steal. (laughs) And uh, it was a silly thing. I couldn't event self, defend yourself against something like that. Besides, you're better off leaving. Anybody who's going to be like that, you might as well just leave anyway. It isn't going to work. Good boss was a a guy in a little place, Alice Springs, in the middle of uh, Australia, which is in the middle of absolutely nowhere and there I worked as a, an electrical helper, an electrician's helper and uh, I worked for a fantastic guy there who who really, really uh, cared about me, uh, cared about people around me and I think I learned the, the, the other side that you can probably get more with sugar than you do with stick and um, uh, it was just, he was just a great guy that was a run a brilliant little business and he enjoyed his life and uh, everybody working for him enjoyed everything and um, uh, it just uh, showed that the difference between these businesses is in the attitude between the, the, the employer and the, uh, and the, and the employees and it's, it's, it reflects the same way by the way, bad employees will reflect with bad bosses and good employees will do the same. So. And what was his business exactly Mike? He was an electric, electrical con- contractor, we did electrical contract work for the government. Very cool. So, Mike, you've shared with us a failure or a challenge you've recently encountered as an entrepreneur. You've shared with us some great stories as you were just trying to make it as a young guy, starting out, traveling around Australia, being out in the world. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum now, and let's talk about an aha moment. That's when you just have a light bulb that goes off in your mind as an entrepreneur, and you say, wow, this is going to resonate with my target market, with my fans, with my listeners. As entrepreneurs, we have these aha moments on some levels every single day, but take us to a time when you had just this great light bulb that went off and you said, wow, this is my authentic self. And then how did you turn that moment into success? I think it would be finding my mini-moves. My mini-move is the short-distance, local, direct, door-to-door moving. Now, this is 27 years ago, mind you, and I was, I was, I had my second-hand shop, so I was working uh, my seven days a week, 90 hours a day, and 90 hours a week, uh, earning the same money as my staff, only working 40 hours a week. So I was pretty angry, and I was very, very much looking for another opportunity. When one morning, a, uh, a very, very regular customer rang me uh, in, a, uh, uh, in a panic. Uh, she had to move that day. She had organized the removalist uh, to move her, a mover to move her. Uh, they'd let her down, and she needed somebody to move her straight away. And uh, 
as I thought, she, her, all she did was ring me for advice. Did I know somebody who could move her straight away? And the short answer was there was nobody around that could move straight away in those days. So all moving was done on a fixed price quotation. It, it all, all evolved at least one or two, or if not three or four days to organize the quote. Uh, to organise the move and to do a move on a moment's notice was just an unheard of. And uh, as I was talking to her, I realised that I had a uh, a little truck, a little utility, uh, and a couple of uh, friends um, uh, hanging around. And I said, "Look, I've got a little utility here. You're only moving two doors down on the same street." Uh, she happened to be settling the the property that day, the, and buying and selling the property that day, and uh, that that was what the big rush was about. And uh, so we, we agreed that for an hourly rate, we'd go down and start moving her. And um, she rang back that night and said, look, that was an amazing experience. Your two friends had turned a stressful moment into fun just by having jokes and laughing. Um, uh, they moved everything quickly without damaging anything. The first time she'd moved seven times in her life. First time that somebody had connected up the fridge properly and tried the land suite in four different places before she was in the right spot and all those things and she was absolutely wrapped in all of that and uh, then she dropped the clangor on my table when she said that uh, we'd charged her less than $200 for the move when the removalist had let her down was going to and she had previously agreed to pay over $1,000 for the move <laughs> and that was my that was my aha moment you see that was my aha moment I thought well if the industry's trying to charge $1,000 and I managed to do this for $200 uh, and and still made a profit and created a ravingly happy customer there's something in this and um, that was the the whole thing and out of that that's just changed my life uh, uh, from that very statement uh, that you've only charged me a couple of hundred dollars when I agreed to pay a thousand dollars I built a I built concept of a, a, a company you know I also realized I'd done something else as well I'd organized the removal on the phone without going and looking at it and if I can organize the removal on the phone without looking at them I can do lots of them anywhere and they, they were the fundamental principles that I needed to, 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 to grow a, a new business a different business a, a different strategy something with some real competitive advantages that um, that took off Wow. Well, that was quite a story. I can actually, through 27 years, I can look back and see that light bulb that went off in your head as you were talking about it, because it's just so obvious that there was a service that was needed to be filled, that there was a niche out there waiting for somebody like you to go ahead and make it happen. So I definitely have to commend you for that. Mike, have you had an I've made it moment? I belong to an organisation called EO, Entrepreneurs Organisation. I'm sure that you've you've heard of it, and we 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 have some amazing universities around the world, and uh, uh, universities are, are learning things that we go to. And I went to one New New Delhi, um, or I think uh, about four or five years ago, and. Uh, when you go to a fellow member's house and they are um, filthy rich is probably the best way to describe some yeah. of the members in, in India and there's massive great massive massive great houses and these people are into oil and that was an understatement and um, you're sitting there at a cocktail party and you think yeah this is uh, this is an amazing place to be we're considering where I was when I was a young fella and I think that was my aha moment I'll never forget standing there and watching the servants and watching this whole whole place and how it all operated and it was just a house but a very 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 big one no thank you for sharing that exact story with us because i've made a moments are a really tricky question to answer every entrepreneur seems to look at it differently some say john i will never have an i've made a moment because that will denote the end of my journey and i'm never going to be at the end of my journey and <laughs> others say john i have an i've made a moment every single day and 
for me, it's somewhere in the middle. It's like really enjoying those milestones and the journey that you're on in general and the achievements and the accomplishments and you kind of stepping back and looking around and taking a big sigh and saying, wow, this is incredible. The situation that I now find myself in is great. And it seems to me, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Mike, but that you're enjoying the journey. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This ball, I wouldn't be doing anything else. This is so <laughs> much fun. It really is. No, no. Look, look, all I do now, I don't do anything management. I'm the world's worst manager. I'm an entrepreneur. I come up with ideas. I glue that idea with that together with that idea. But nowadays, I've got a lovely big team, uh, a really professional team in place, and it's all about my team. And then I can walk in with an idea and say, this is how I want it to look. Go forth and build. And, uh, and then interfere that no it's getting off track put it on track nowadays so uh and especially at the moment as i'm i'm growing out so many other businesses i'm i'm, I'm really pedaling fast um, i'm globalizing uh, i have a quite a large operation now in the philippines uh, and we're growing that and it's that's a getting us well and truly into the competitive world and it's just so much fun it really is there's new stuff coming through all the time um look most of the things i try don't work uh, and when I do find something that works, I just do it over and over again and do it many, many times. Get used to the fact that most of the things that I try, I'd come up with don't work. It doesn't worry me. They're not failures. They're just things that I tried that don't work, okay? And uh, it's just a lot of fun. It really is. It's, it's a great way to make a living uh, being an entrepreneur, I think. Oh, I love your mentality, Mike. And that brings <laughs> us to your current business. You just have so many exciting things going on. You're just this veritable entrepreneur that just starts these great visions and gets that ball rolling. Take one or two things that you're really excited about and share that with Fire Nation. Globalization, I think the, the I think 10 years from now, we're, not going, we're going to look back at the period that we're in at the moment. We're not going to be talking about iPhones and iPads. We're going to be talking about the time when the borders of the world literally dissolved, um, when uh, we started buying things, we started selling things, and we started employing anywhere in the world within a few minutes within a few minutes and uh, uh, it's what I call world's best value the, the business model at the moment is to come up with a, something that's got value in it which is what an entrepreneur does but then source all the components of that at the best value that you can find no matter where it is in the world and uh, you can do that very 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 easily you know recently I conceived an idea around some software. I don't want to go into exactly what it is yet because we haven't, because uh, it's just a little bit, I want to just keep it under wraps at the moment. But, yeah. you know, I had I had the software built in St. Petersburg, Russia. We organized some guys online to do that. I, I built some websites in Pakistan, uh, incorporated a company in Hong Kong, and I'm selling it. I'm using the Philippines to sell it into the USA, Canada, and the UK. Now, <laughs> wow. now, 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 that's the world we live in. And the time now, you know, when we're looking at now, the borders are literally dissolving. The idea, the concept of having a country, a, the USA, and around the outside having a border and inside that having a legal system and a tax system are becoming reasonably irrelevant very, very quickly. And um, it's just merging. I live on planet Earth. I don't live in the, in the, in the country of Australia. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's where the world is now. And that's where the opportunities are right now. They really are. And, 
you know, whether it's using the online tools of Odesk and all those type of things or, or, or just as I have gone into these countries and gone into the BPOs and leased uh, space and leased seats and, and actually employed people and built uh, machines up there. I built a marketing machine in the Philippines or a lead generation machine, actually a lead gen business um, in the Philippines, which is absolutely firing. And uh, it's firing because it's got great people working for it and uh, uh, it's just a, a new way of doing things. That's that's the excitement of where we are now. Wow, Mike. Well, you definitely exude that excitement. And the borders dissolving is such a true statement. And I'm so glad that you're pointing that out. Here I am in a little state in the United States, talking to a microphone, creating a podcast that before the month is over is going to be downloaded over 150,000 times in over 140 countries around the world. I mean, you are so right when you say that we live on planet Earth. It's no longer that I'm broadcasting to the United States or to first world countries. I am broadcasting to the world. And that's what you are operating in with all of your entrepreneurial ventures. And it's just so exciting to behold. Let's take a minute now to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Fire Nation, every budding entrepreneur needs a stellar website. Don't be intimidated. You don't need to be a pro at building those things. Squarespace has you covered with their drag-and-drop technology. Let Squarespace help you create the perfect site. Pick one of their gorgeous designs and add your own images, content, and anything you want to sell in an online store. Your site will automatically adapt to fit any device, and you can push everything out to your social media accounts as well. Your new Squarespace account will come with award-winning 24-7 support with cloud hosting and real-time analytics. Sign up for a year and get your domain for free. This is great news for bloggers, designers, professionals, and new business owners alike. Support Entrepreneur on Fire by going to squarespace.com slash on fire and start a free trial with no credit card required. When you do decide to buy, enter offer code on fire and get a 10% discount. That's squarespace.com slash on fire. Offer code on fire. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. Now let's jump into my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds good. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Myself. My worker mentality, the fact that I needed security and needed to have a job, get a job, get a job, get a job. You sold, told it so many times in the education system, that's your belief, that's what it's about. What is the best business advice you've ever received? Just keep it simple. Uh, don't borrow. Go without until you can afford it. Great advice. It reminds me of Eric Reese's The Lean Startup, where he's all about bootstrapping, bootstrapping. Don't go into debt. Just try to make it. Keep it lean and do it right. Absolutely. Bootstrapping, it's all. Bootstrapping should be taught compulsory in every school. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> What's something that's working for you right now, Mike? What's working for me right now is out of my people. Uh, my, my senior management team is, is absolutely firing at the moment. Uh, I've just, um, they've gr- a lot of them have grown up with me. Um, um, and and uh, they are just absolutely nailing it. Um, so I'm, I've got a beautiful little team, um, sub-team underneath me that's just firing on all, all cylinders. Everything's going really good. Do you have an internet resource 
like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Basecamp is probably uh, Basecamp is pulling everything together for me and allowing me to pull all my projects together and keep it going as well. So I'd say Basecamp is probably the big one at the moment. Great. If you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, what would it be? Fred DeLucia, uh, Start Small, Finish Big. All right, Mike, this is the last question. It's my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I'd start a business cleaning cars. I would uh, write a little note saying, my name's Mike, I love cleaning cars. I'm going to be in your area next Wednesday. Uh, please call us if you want me to come and clean your car, only this much. Uh, I'd write it out one for one Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, print it off, go round, drop the Wednesdays in one area, Tuesdays in another Thursdays another area, Fridays another area, etc., etc. And I reckon within three months, I'd have probably a one or two hundred people cleaning cars for me. Well, I would use your service right now. I look at my car right outside my window, and it's filthy. We all need somebody to get somebody else to do something for us. That's that's <laughs> where we're all. Getting. Our disposable incomes are going away. They're ticking away. We want to spend them on something, John. That's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right, Mike. Well, Mike, that was actionable advice, and you've given us actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share with us how we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Never, ever give up. Um, um, it's got to be the, the, the success. Those that aren't in business are those that have given up, and it's as simple as that. So persistence is what it's all about. And I can be, you can get hold of me easy uh, at um, mike at You can, People can email me or go and look at my website, ohagan.com.au. So uh, if anybody wants to chase me now, they can do that. Or simply uh, find me on LinkedIn. I think everybody's on LinkedIn nowadays, but you can find me on LinkedIn, no problems at all. Mike, it was such a pleasure. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Indeed. Fire Nation. My first book, Podcast Launch, is now live at Amazon. In this book, I share all and have created a step-by-step process for launching your podcast. The FIRE bonus is 15 video tutorials that I included with the purchase. You join me as I walk us step-by-step through each process visually, and by the end, you will be a podcasting pro. Pick up your copy at podcastlaunch.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.